a woman-inspired podcast. I'm Karen. I'm inspired, and this is a podcast. And I am a woman, so this works out really well that it's called The Woman Inspired Podcast. (laughs) I'm in a little bit of a strange mood. I'm just going to tell you right now, so hang with me. Maybe you'll get strange too. All right. (laughs) I'm really glad you joined me. If you're looking for details about who I am, what this podcast is all about, about my other podcast, Inspired Whispers, you can hop on out to womaninspired.com. When you're done listening to this episode, please, womaninspired.com. You'll also find social media links and my YouTube channel listed on that website. I am working on updating my events list. So if you're looking for an event in your area, stay tuned. Might be coming to your area. And if I'm not, but you'd like me to, email me. The link is on my website as well, womaninspired.com. Okay. Today's podcast is titled, Man, You Fractured. I know it's corny, but that's me. I'm corny. It's just what came to my mind. And it today's podcast is about being fractured. So, man, you fractured. And yes, it's poor grammar. Just don't tell my mom. All right. I also want to encourage you that if this podcast kind of inspires you, encourages you, affirms something in you, gives you something you need, do me a favor and share it with someone else. They might need it too. Okay, I appreciate it. All right, I'm going to start with some pod quotes. I've got two. have no idea who originally said these, but I'm quoting them. Uh, the first one, God doesn't just fix the fractures and heal the hurts. He restores what he first created and gives it new life. And the second one, I didn't fall. The floor just needed a hug. <laughs> I just threw that in because it cracked me up. Oh, how many times I should have said that. <laughs> Instead of just saying, ouch. All right. I love that quote. And I should have used it again many times. But that has nothing to do really with this podcast. I just thought it was funny. And I was talking about being fractured, which I have fractured more than one part of my body before. So have you ever fractured anything? I'm wondering. An ankle maybe or a toe? If you've listened to any of my podcasts before, you you might already know that I've broken the same toe three times. Yeah, a baby toe, of course. And uh, it was crying like a baby, or I was crying like a baby afterwards. I don't think my toe was real happy about it either, but I was definitely crying about it. I hit a rocking chair leg two of those times, and I dropped a can of beans on my foot the other time. Now, why I still have that rocking chair, I don't know. Um, I don't think it likes me. (laughs) I broke the baby toe, though, when I dropped the can of food, and I bruised the top of my foot. I think the bruise hurt worse than the fracture, and my other toes were a little bit bruised as well. I I decided not to eat the beans uh, either. (laughs) I was mad at them, even though it was my fault. (laughs) I've been getting the can out of the pantry and I dropped the can, you know, I just reached out. So it was about waist high. So it had all of that uh, ways to go, all that gravity pulling it down before it hit my foot. So for the longest time, the only thing I'd ever fractured in my body was my baby toe and I did it three times. But I have since beat that record, (laughs) totally threw that record out the window. So now it seems my body is on a quest to become bionic titanium is definitely my friend and a part of my life. Um, Perhaps you've done similar. Have you run into a rocking chair leg? 
or, or the leg of a footstool or the leg of a chair. Oh my gosh, it hurts so much. Maybe you've tripped on a toy or a rock or a molecule of air like I have, or you've slid down a set of stairs. I hope not. I really hope you haven't. But reality is that we all have times when gravity takes hold and it doesn't let go. Um, <laughs> and and, and you heck, all you can do is laugh about it. Those are the times you have to stand up, take a bow and say, thank you. Next performance is in an hour. <laughs> um, I've done that a few times, actually. But okay, I will say gravity taking hold is is really not the reason we fall. But as a woman, I can tell you that gravity does take hold of various body parts more so than others. <clears throat> Some that my body is desperately trying to hold in position at my age. Sometimes I think my collarbones are playing tug of war with my feet using my breast as the rope. I'm just saying, but Hey, I'm not the only one who has a field day, uh, kind of field day event. Remember when you're in school and you had field day events, there's like a field day event going on across my entire body. I admit it. It's, it's my, due to my age. It's part of life. And unless you have a whole lot of money and you want plastic surgery, which is your business, not mine. Um, then this is what happens. I think the the challenge is to break uh, as few bones as possible and really just head into older age buying great bras and using great collagen cream. That's that's all we can do and pray and just laugh about it. So that's what I try to do is laugh about it. But I recall one time in college, speaking of things not staying in place, um, <laughs> my parents and I got together to eat out. Uh, we were at one of those all-you-can-eat buffets and I decided to get a bowl of pudding I wasn't paying attention and sitting at the table, talking there, laughing. You know, I talk with my hands, even while I'm podcasting, by the way, if you can imagine it. So I'm fairly animated. So I was saying something when I was sitting there at that table, though, and I, I leaned forward and plop. My left breast went right into my bowl of chocolate pudding, white blouse chocolate pudding. And I leaned back and ta-da, I had this stiff peak of pudding just sticking straight out from my breast. <laughs> Oh, those were the days, the days I could eat chocolate pudding without a care and the day when I could honestly say the word stiff peak in reference to any part of my body. Um, those days are gone, <laughs> but there have been many precious positive things since then that have nothing to do with my flesh. And so I have to look beyond my flesh and just praise God. <clears throat> All right. I sort of got track off, of, off track there. <laughs> I apologize. But back to being fractured. What does the word fractured actually mean you ready for it it means broken cracked split unable to function and the synonyms for fractured are shattered ruptured broken splintered so let's talk about the physical the physical aspect of being fractured again for just a moment I touched on it briefly when I told you about breaking my toes and here on this earth, these bodies, these, these fragile and yet remarkable bodies that we have, they're so strong in so many ways. They're still definitely breakable. They're able to be twisted and pulled on, pulled apart, ripped, broken, shattered, and, and all of that is painful. Sadly, we, we see even more of it today when, than we used to. We see other people <laughs> being fractured just frankly by the mere means of technology where we're able to peek in to see so many other people's lives and 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 really current culture um, as well because 
current culture has people across the globe on social media sharing every nitty gritty detail of their lives. Everything from broken bones and stunts that split heads open to fancy dance moves and and chug-a-lugging laundry detergent to social media hacks on how to hijack a car. All of these things. I mean, it's way too much information. The things we have access to do and are able to see, to learn and explore, can they, they can be interesting yet dangerous. They can be educational and frightening all at the same time. Add those things to your everyday concerns for your body and, and ta-da, we have a pantheon of potential fractures staring at us. I can't tell you how many social media posts I've seen of, of youth doing just crazy things that should never even be attempted. And I'm not just talking about, you know, riding in the back of a pickup truck with no cover on it and you're not in a seat with a seatbelt on. Most of us survived that. Can't do that now. Most of us survived it. But the things that some of these youth and even adults think up to do are just crazy. And I just think, oh my gosh, their flesh is going to pay for this one day. And I remember seeing a video a few years back of a basketball player who fractured his shin bone and it literally came out right through his skin. It is a vision I can never take out of my head. For for a while, it really freaked me out. I'm, I'm just not so sure that 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 vision enhanced my life in any way whatsoever. Totally unnecessary. And, and yet there it is out there in the semi forever cyber world. And all this tech can be helpful at times yet harmful. Any day of the week, you can Google an image or a diagnosis or symptoms to in order to diagnose yourself and diagnose your best friend and anybody else, as well as see all kinds of fractured this and that from those and them and all of these kind of crazy intricate pictures. If you haven't fractured something yourself, then you know someone who has or you've seen pictures and videos like that of something similar. It's not fun and really quite actually contrary to so many people's fascination with these accidents and these stunts that's going that are going on, uh, these stunts that are life-threatening and debilitating. Just contrary to all that, let me just say physical pain is difficult to handle and not fun. Depending on how severe and where the fracture is or where the pain is, it can totally change your life. Even if but for a brief moment or a lifetime. So this fascination we have with the guts and the gore and the fractures and the stunts and the the life-death-defying, threatening things out there okay, great, there's this fascination that culture has with it. But on an everyday basis, people are falling and tripping and, and hurting themselves, a age excluded. I mean, you go into any place that has physical therapy, you have everything from, you know, five-year-old kids up to 90-year-old men and women in there. Fractures know no age. They know no ethnicity, no religion, no cultural bounds they happen even without all of the crazy stunts it's just part of life um but it's not fun so for myself fracturing my tib fib and ankle bone as well as tearing a ligament and bruising my achilles tendon all at one time um, and bruising my shin bone it affected my entire body not just that one thing emergency surgery and titanium parts and a wheelchair and casts and walkers physical therapy consumed my life for nearly a year it was no small thing. And even now, though I healed well and I followed my doctor's orders, yes, I did, um, I'm still very careful because I have learned a few, th a few things about being fractured. 
physically and in other ways. So, you know, there is such a thing that goes beyond the physical challenge of being fractured from an incident, an accident, or a medical condition. There is such a thing as being mentally, emotionally, and spiritually fractured. Like I said, I've learned a few things about being fractured, not just in physical ways. We hear people talk a lot about being broken, especially in church settings or in, in Christian books, people being broken. And the commentary usually falls on one side of the fence or the other. The I am broken for Jesus side or the God might let you bend, but he won't let you break side. Huh? I mean, this can be confusing, especially for someone who's not in the church or in religious circles. Those two sides don't seem to fit well together. And there are all types of schools of thought on the whole brokenness idea. I heard a pastor once say, that God doesn't break his children. And if we're broken, then it must be because we really are not his. That we don't have enough faith in him. Oh, that made me cringe. I seriously, it seriously made me hurt in my spirit. Like I had to, it was like icy hot being rubbed in a paper cut, that kind of pain, but only deep inside. I was ticked. The fact that a teacher or a preacher would dare say that brokenness is not uh is indicative of you not loving god or not having enough faith or brokenness separates us from god it just got to me that's harmful so think again about what brokenness is what being fractured is it's being split splintered unable to function stopped in your tracks because the many pieces inside and out are unable to function now apply that for a moment to Jesus when he was crying out for God to take the crucifixion from him. Listen to this from Luke 22, 39 through 44. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus was crying out for God to lift that burden, to take that cup from him, that he might not have to drink of it. Because Jesus knew what was coming. Literally, he was going to end up physically broken, hanging on a cross. And upon accepting that cup given to him, the father sent an angel from heaven to help strengthen him. Even though he was in anguish, he prayed. Imagine seeing so many haters and people who had previously claimed to love him, and yet they were there stoning him and chanting, crucify him. He was broken. And in that moment, he became the body and the blood that was shed for us. But also remember, he was anguishing. It wasn't just because he was going to be crucified, but because of the emotional and mental anguish that he was feeling. God broke Jesus. Technically, all the people stoning him and wanting to crucify him. Yes, they broke Jesus. They broke his body. They broke his flesh. But God allowed it to happen. You know that God allows us to get to the point sometimes where our brokenness ushers in a willingness to be weak. Sometimes we're so stubborn, we won't even allow 
God to see our weakness like like he doesn't see it. We know that he does, but we won't be weak in front of him. We won't allow him to have control because in many cases this happens so that we will let God have control so that we get to the point where we can say, like Jesus said, not my will, but yours to follow his plan without our big old selfish plans getting in the way or without our, oh, we know better than God attitudes getting in the way because sometimes I think all of us have that attitude. Does that mean that God is this big figurehead in the sky raining down heaps of heavy life circumstances on his children just so they'll be broken? No, it doesn't. He isn't sitting in the heavens taking huge chunks of lava rocks and throwing them down at us like he's throwing rocks at fish in a pond. Life happens. People happen. Free will happens. Other people's free will happens. And circumstances can get heavy. Sometimes they get so heavy that we break or we get so off kilter from our own thoughts and our own temptations or desires that we trip and we fall and then we break. We become fractured. Does God intervene? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I'm sure we can all look back and see times in our lives when we have to be thankful that we didn't get our own way and know that God had to have intervened, that we weren't broken and fractured because we wanted to do A, B, C, D, but God put an intervention, a hand. He put someone else there. He put a, a, a binding of protection around us. So I can see sometimes in my life when he clearly intervened, and I am so thankful. But then there are times when we just clearly reap what we sow. We live out the consequences of our actions, be they good or bad. In Job 4, 8, it says, As I have observed, those who plow evil and those who sow trouble shall reap it. Sometimes we really reap what we sow. And learning from it and living with those consequences later are difficult because we can become fractured. Does that mean we don't love God? No, it doesn't. Does that mean we have a lack of faith? Maybe. Or does that mean we're just human and prideful and it's something we have to learn and grow out of and God will draw closer to us so that we can do that. We just have to be open to him. So what does brokenness look like in your life? Is it emotional upheaval? Is it the physical becoming overwhelming and too much to handle so it starts to fracture you mentally and emotionally? breaking you down till you just surrender and you, you put your arms up to the sky and you cry or you get down on your knees and say, I surrender, Jesus, I surrender. It's your way, not my own, Lord. So I've been at that place of utter brokenness before. Physically, yes, <laughs> more than once. I battle Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. So if you've been on this podcast very much or very long, you know I have pain on a daily basis and I have an arsenal of things that help me. Knee braces and knee wraps and ace bandages, essential oils, ice, heat, lidocaine patches, and all kinds of things that help me with that battle every day. But prayer and my relationship with the Lord is what sustains me. The word is what helps protect my mind and my attitude from sinking so low that I can't get back up. And relationship with Jesus is what reminds me who I am and that some disease or syndrome or weight gain or weight loss from it or broken bones and dislocated joints are not who I am. I also have been at the place of utter mental, emotional, and spiritual brokenness, not just physical. Because sure, sometimes physical fractures can be a preceptor to a mental and emotional spiritual one. It's a lot to go through because the flesh can get in the way. 
And when you have pain, it's hard not to focus on it. But there are other times when what's inside cannot stay together. We fall apart or we can't keep it together. Probably a better way to say it. And I know I've personally reached a place more than once in my life that just like Humpty Dumpty, I am in all kinds of pieces and all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put me back together again. So need I say it? I think so. The only one that could put me back together was the king, the king of kings, Jesus. When my dad passed away, though the last year of his life was filled with beautiful blessings and I had the utmost precious privilege of being with him when he left, left to go and be with the Lord. In some ways, it broke me. Let me tell you, folks, that was not me having a lack of faith in God or no relationship with the Lord. No, it was not. It was a, a long year before that of a lot of other trials culminating in my dad's passing. All of that together, it broke me. At the same time, it increased my faith. But I was still in pieces inside. At that point in time, it, my marriage was seemingly crumbling. And I had a special needs son in major crisis. And my dad, who was my rock, no longer here. And no longer there for my mom. And, and the rest of us were just here. And I was fractured and I was broken. And the many pieces of me were shattered. And there really isn't no spiritual super glue. <laughs> there was no quick fix. And there's no drugs, no high, no human being who can put back together the pieces of me. Only God can do that. When I speak at women's conferences and retreats, I sometimes talk a bit about my old Toyota Tercel. <laughs> I loved that car. It was my first real car. Uh, I didn't pay too much for it, and I had it for 10 to 12 years. I can't even remember now, but I'm pretty sure it was 12 years. And I had over 200,000 miles on it, and I still sold it for $1,000. <laughs> it was great. But one time, I ran out of gas in it. Totally my fault. I had that mindset of a 20-year-old who, who thinks she can get by on fumes, right? <laughs> well, what if my car broke down? Who would I take it to? A lawnmower repair person? I, someone who fixes TVs for a living? Uh, no, I'd take it to the manufacturer. When I broke my leg, did the ambulance take me to the grocery store for help? No. When I needed surgery on my leg, did I go see a gynecologist to have it done? Uh, no. Would you go to an optometrist to have cancer treatments? No. So why, when we are spiritually, mentally, and emotionally fractured, do so many of us go to everyone else but the one who made us? The one who manufactured us is the one who can heal our fractures. Why do we lean towards online self-help blogs and YouTube videos and Instagram posts Instead of God, why do we seek the help and advice of 30 different so-called friends on social media who have never even looked us eye to eye? Why do we seek out a quick fix, kind of make us feel good, indulgent, alcoholic binge or a drug cocktail to try to make us feel better and make all the pieces fit back together instead of turning to God? All these solutions <laughs> so many of us go to for so we feel put back together and healed, do not work. 
They may distract us. They may make us feel good for a time or trick us into thinking we're healed, but they're false. Eventually, we come back down from the high. We come back to reality. We lose internet connection and boom, our little and big broken pieces are still there on the floor or jumbling around inside of us like little shards of glass cutting away at our insides. I've had more than just one time, one year, one incident that fractured my heart and mind. But what's scary is when you have a series of life events and rejections or challenges that don't just fracture you, but fracture your faith a little bit, um, it can be even more difficult to come back from it, especially when you're seeking other things to heal you that are never going to work. There was a time when I rejected God and I thought, hey, if he's going to allow this thing and this thing and this thing to happen in my life, then why? Why do I even want to talk to him? Why even go to him? What's the point? He's not healing me. He's not fixing my relationships. He's not healing people I love. He doesn't care. I fell for the lines of false teachers and the power sucking religious leaders when they said that if you had more faith, then you wouldn't get sick. If you were truly praying like you should, then that person wouldn't have died. He would have been healed. So in believing those fear-filled lies, my fractured faith said, if God wasn't going to do what I knew in my head and my heart he could do to make everything better, then he really must not care. So I'm not going to care either. Have you ever been there? Ever been so hurt by life's going on and on and on playing I don't know playing games with life and death sickness and pain that you felt too fractured to care anymore have you ever been so betrayed by someone else that the the only thing you can see is the pain and rejection from that person that's what you feel and you kind of live in it the lies they tell about you and the distance they put between you and them keeps you reminding you that you're fractured right you, you know what I mean with all of those people who won't even talk to you or come around you any longer, basically so they don't have to look you in the face and see how broken you've become. Because then it won't convict them. They're not responsible, right? They don't have to help you. It's too difficult. They don't want to talk to you, just talk about you. Because if they heard your voice, then they'd hear that something, something in your voice that tells them that they might be wrong. You see, I've learned over the years that people who tell lies, who do wrong, who manipulate to get what they want, then eventually end up staying clear of you. And that's a good thing, believe me. Don't try to bring them back into your circle. God is actually allowing them to stay away and live in their own poor decisions and protect you in the process. So while they're living in their own kind of personal broken state and sadly likely unwilling to step onto the path that God would have them walk. Just let them be. Again, in part, I do think that it's a protective hand of God for those of us who are on the receiving end of that kind of rejection. After all, having people like that in our lives who continue to try to fracture or take advantage of our fractured state and of our fractured faith in our hearts, they tend to revel in it. They revel in our bits and pieces and, and that's not okay, and it's not healthy for us. I've seen that when someone like this hurts you. Um, I've seen that when someone like this hurts you, that he or she can't handle looking you in the eye or being in your presence because 
they feel convicted. Yep, even mean people can have conviction fall upon them and, and they will avoid it at all costs, by the way. Even if it costs them your relationship or it costs them more pain or it costs them something else, a lot of people will not admit that they're being convicted. They don't want that kind of conviction. But they're still made by God too, believe it or not. Isaiah 64, 8 says, Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay you are the potter. We are all the work of your hands. Have you ever argued with God and complained and yelled in anger and pain, blaming him for everything, even the things that were your fault, or maybe just angry at him for the things others have chosen to do that affected you? I have. <laughs> That's when my faith was fractured. That's what it looks like. When I was so hurt that I was seeing God as the enemy of my faith, not my foundation for faith. That's what being fractured looks like. Isaiah also talks in 45.9, referencing back to the potter and the clay. Woe to those who quarrel with their maker, those who are nothing but a shard of pottery among the shards of pottery on the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Does your, does your work say the potter has no hands? In your brokenness, in the middle of broken relationships and, and or breaking hearts or fear or loneliness and anger, and even the min in the middle of a fractured faith, the only thing that will put you and your faith back together is God. God can take what was dead and bring it back to life. He can revive a relationship. He can renew a job. He can, he can renew your health, your spiritual life, and your walk with him. He can take what's fractured and lay his hands on it and heal it. He can take the broken pieces of you and put them back together. And what will happen is what you see and feel will be so much more beautiful and more amazing than it was to begin with. Jeremiah 31 talks about Israel and how God is calling them to draw nearer to him through his grace. Though he's talking about the nation of Israel and his chosen people, we can easily see how that applies to us today, to today's church and to each one of us as individuals, because we were chosen to be adopted into the family of God. It says, they found grace out in the desert. These people who survived the killing, Israel out looking for a place to rest, met God out looking for them. God told them, I've never quit loving you and never will. Expect love, love and more love. And so now I'll start over with you and build you up again. You'll resume your singing, grabbing tambourines and joining the dance. And in another translation, that's from the message, I believe, but in another translation, it says that he has built you and he will rebuild you. He's the one that manufactured you. He is the only one that's qualified to rebuild you when you need to be rebuilt. And what about the cracks in the lines? No, I'm not talking about growing older here. <laughs> Have you ever broken a vase or a dish and superglued it back together? That reminds me of an old Brady Bunch episode. Sorry, that just went into my head. Anyhow, wh when you do, when you, when you glue a vase or a dish back together again, you can see the faint lines of where it was broken. Some people throw away all the pieces because it won't come back together just the way they want it. 
It's not going to look like what they expect it to look like. But here's the thing. God is a repurposer. He is a salvager. He will take what looks worn out, scarred and flawed and make it beautiful. Cracks and all. That is what being beautifully broken or fantastically fractured looks like. It might hurt that process of all the pieces being put back together again. But then again, when that happens, you can guarantee that God has had his hands on you, redoing you, renewing you, repurposing you. The one who created you is the one who can heal you and fix you and do it in the way that he intends, in a way that will last. He is the only one who has the hand of eternal healing, and he can put those hands on you. So if your faith is fractured, seek God. Yes, you will have to do your part. You will have to say yes to him. It's really simple, though. It seems very difficult when you're in the middle of a crisis of faith and pain and worry and fear. When the bits and pieces of you are falling apart, it's not going to be easy to say or to do and be vulnerable and say, yes, God. But all it takes is that yes. And, and maybe you want to say, I surrender, Jesus. I surrender it all to you. Everything I am and every little bit and piece of me that is fractured, I just surrender it all to you. Think you can't do it? You can't surrender? Think again about Jesus before his death and resurrection. He went out to the Mount of Olives and he separated himself from the disciples to get down on his knees and pray. It tells us in Luke 22 that he was crying out for God to lift that burden. It was that burden that he knew was coming, knowing he would end up being fractured. But again, see what happened when he prayed in earnest out of his anguish? Like I said before, he was sent an angel to be strengthened, and he faced what he knew he was called to face. There is nothing that any of us have to face that is more daunting, more painful, more threatening to our faith than what Jesus had to face. If God is asking us to take this journey, then we need to walk it out with the faith. Faith that if we fall, or we're pushed down, or we're tempted, or we're torn, or we end up fractured, that he still wants to hear from us, and that he will put all our pieces back together again if that's where we end up, that he is our create creator. He is our potter and we are the clay and he is the healer of our brokenness. So I pray that if you're feeling fractured today, that you remember today's pod quote, God doesn't just fix the fractures and heal the hurts. He restores what he first created and gives it new life. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. Until next time, I hope you have a, a week filled with grace and peace and allow yourself uh, a little self-grace, right? Give yourself some grace. <laughs>